What's up, everybody? GMs for Iyer fans. It's Will Polston alongside today with Matt Perry and RJ Stroop. And we're here and we're reaching deep into the barrel for this one as we're kind of going like a nonchalant kind of style today. It's been a long time uh, since we've actually just sat here and talked. And we've been talking off air for at least like an hour about just random bullshit that comes to our head. And it's all been about the WWE. So if you're not a WWE fan, I'm sorry, but maybe you'll learn something today. Um, just starting off, like everybody knows the WWE. Um, I, I think every it was a part of everybody's childhood, and if if anything, this will at least be nostalgic for everybody. But like, I, we were just sitting there talking about it and what what it is today, and like RJ, I'll, I'll ask you, like, just talking about what it is today. Like, I'm just gonna start opening up the conversation. You can open it up as you go, and then we'll just kind of kind of open it up from there. And whatever we say, we say and. Hey, we'll we'll move on. So, what? Explain a little bit of the environment of the WWE today, RJ, for anybody who's not exactly uh, in 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 with the now. Well, it seems to me the way the way things have changed, there's more of an emphasis on in ring technique and really being a great wrestler and really getting the the technical side of it down, which I'm sure is great for all the purists and everything like that. But man, we got to teach these guys how to act when they have a microphone in their hand because all of the top stars right now, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, some of these guys, like you put a microphone in their hand and they're an absolute liability. They are just, I I cringe every time I see Seth Rollins pick up a microphone. I'm sure the guy's talented. He's, you know, he's been champion quite a few times. People love him. The guy cannot talk. So maybe he should take some lessons from his fiance because she knows yeah. how to talk. She's a great talker. She's the man for a reason. And it just seems like that's what WWE's lacking right now. I am the man right now, actually. <laughs> what the WWE is lacking right now, we got to get back to where people can talk on the microphone and it's entertaining. Every time Seth Rollins grabs a microphone, he's trying too hard to tell a story. And at some point, just go out there and run your mouth. Talk shit. DX, Stone Cold, some of those guys, they just go out there and run their mouth. I, re- I think Samoa Joe is a guy that really does that, like, well. Uh, I think Kevin Owens right now, he's believable. He just goes out there and says whatever. Everybody else kind of needs to follow them. You remember back in the day when it was, like, a fucking storyline that Kevin Owens just wanted to be a dad and, like, John Cena was, like, taking his kid away from him or something like that? <laughs> it's like, who's your favorite wrestler? John Cena. Like, what the hell is that? Like, <laughs> hey, I don't know what the hell's going on ever, with that. The best storyline ever involving a kid, though, you got to go back to 2005 when Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero fought for the custody of Dominic. Rey Mysterio oh, Come on, that was that was A plus writing right there. Whoever wrote that, give him a raise. What the fuck is that? Like uh, his name is Dominic Mysterio. Like, like I mean, not as obviously his government last name is not fucking Mysterio. I'd imagine Ray's isn't either. But I mean, obviously, like I don't know what their actual government last names are. But I mean, like, sure, write that storyline. What the hell? Why not? We got that. You got to realize that we're in a different era now and we can't have guys like DX and, and the old Randy Orton. And, you know, there aren't, you don't, they don't have the same abilities to just say and do whatever they want. Like edge now acts much differently than edge 10 years ago. And I think that's, you know, that's pretty clear. 
you know, no more no more live sex celebrations with Lita or anything. <laughs> Back when the WWE was like good. <laughs> I, it's still good. It's just different. You know, if you're looking for an Attitude Era type wrestling, you're not going to get it in the WWE. You'd have to look further underground for more independent type stuff just because, you know, WWE has to play towards the PG era. You know, you you know they got the big deal with Fox now, and they're not going to do anything to mess that up. They're making a lot of money off that, and getting a lot of um, uh, what's it called, exposure from that. So, you know, they don't want to do anything to risk messing that up. Oh, that's they fair. Rid of that PG shit. That is awful. Being PG is one of the worst things WWE's done, and I get it. It opens it up. You know, they want to be more kid friendly. They got the big deal with Fox. I get that. Matt, let's let's get off of that. Let's bring it back. TV fourteen. Let Randy Orton go out there, say what he wants to say. Like, yeah, we can't have live sex celebrations, and we can't have DX going to the middle of the ring. You know, saying Vince likes cocks. <laughs> but like, we can bring it back and have a little more attitude and a little more personality. For real, we can still have somebody ride in on a beer truck and just spray down Vince McMahon with a beer hose. What's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing. Uh, I mean, it doesn't have to be beer even. Just come in and ride in on a fire truck, spray them with a fire hose. Who cares? Yeah, whatever. Or like whenever it wasn't, who was it? It was Vince McMahon. Who was the other person that dressed up as DX and then they dropped all the supposed like animal shit on top of them? That made my day. Yeah. So when DX dressed up like the McMahons. Yeah. there and cut my favorite promo of all time when they went out there and just started naming all these guys dick cheney dick emersall dick clark and then finally triple h says yeah me i vincent kennedy love mcmahon just love dicks <laughs> and it's like yeah you can't say that now and then no. yeah, they, ended up, they ended up dropping a bunch of crap on the mcmahons and the spirit squad up on the entrance ramp shout out dolph ziggler um, yeah. <laughs> it was it was a great promo. The Spirit Squad. I miss like I miss the like. Uh, you remember the haircut match with Bobby Lashley and like uh, it was Trump versus McMahon. Trump and McMahon. Yes, Mister President, Mister Forty Five. Who was representing yeah. McMahon? But I know Lashley. Umaga. Trump. Who was it? Umaga. Oh, Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Umaga. Yeah, he was good. And then they brought Santino out of the freaking, like, stands. That was, like, during a Raw taping, and that's how Santino got involved, was through that whole feud. And Santino won the Women's Battle Royale, you remember that? Yeah, Santina. (laughs) That was such a ridiculous thing. I, you know, obviously women now have a lot more (laughs) um, clout, you could say, in the the WWE. But before, I mean, if you see... you know, if a guy winning a women's battle royale says anything about how the WWE viewed women back then, compared to now, you know, I, I kind of a- miss like the NXT movements when NXT first came around, when it was like a tryout. I kind of miss that whenever they have like the mentor, but now they just have like NXT is almost like a developmental, and like because dude, I miss Nexus and I miss like the core. Nexus. Nexus was a fantastic storyline, and it produced a lot of good characters like uh, Wade Barrett. Um, Freaking Ryback. 
Ryback, both Bray Wyatt, Bray Wyatt from that. Daniel Bryan's from that. Like everybody was from that. That 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 core right there was there. And now David Otunga does announcing. I mean, like the core's still there. You had Michael McGillicuddy, who's been like Curtis Axel and every other person you can ever think of now. Like he was Mister Perfect Son and all this shit. Like, like. And then they used to just come in and absolutely destroy everything, and it was awesome. <laughs> like, I mean, a few months back, they tried doing this gimmick, and uh, Triple H actually led the NXT part of it. Um, I don't remember what pay-per-view it was for off the top of my head, but I remember it was it – was, it might have been a Survivor Series type thing because it was, it was Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT. Mm. And it was like it was, it was probably the closest thing we've gotten to Nexus since Nexus. And I, yeah. I did like the idea of it. And it, uh, it, it shed light on young talent that will be the future, and it made them look good. So I think overall it, it helped all sides. Yeah, it was that Survivor Series, and yeah. NXT actually won the night. They had more wins than Raw really? SmackDown. And I was like, damn, they're about to get like a huge push. And uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, I haven't really seen like some of those guys on the main roster. So... But, well, that's uh, like NXT was like a promised title shot, and I never really remembered like the, like the the title shot being like glorified or anything like that. Like I don't even remember who won the first season of NXT. Was it Wade Barrett? Like, was, the, was it not the Miz? No, I thought the Miz was a mentor. The Miz was a mentor at one point. He was a mentor to David or Daniel Bryan. Oh, so Daniel, it might have been Daniel Bryan. Then. No, because Daniel Bryan left. Daniel Bryan left like early on. Oh, that's right. Let me let me. I'll look it up. That was like the big. That was like the big storyline because Daniel, like Daniel Bryan and the Miz and yeah. I'll look it up. I thought it was Wade Barrett because I thought that's why he was like the leader of Nexus. It was it was Wade Barrett. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So cool. And like, Seth, Seth Rollins was the uh, first ever NXT champion. Hmm. There you go. I didn't know that. That, yeah. There were some, like, decent names that used to come through NXT that were, like, already good wrestlers in other places, like Caval. Samoa like, Caval. Joe. S- Samoa Joe went through NXT? Yeah. I'm talking about, like, old school, old right? school NXT. I'm talking about, like, the, uh, the tryout. Yeah, like, like Caval used to be freaking nuts, like, in, what was it, TNA or something like that? Yeah. I don't remember. Like, Caval was, I thought Caval was big before he hit. WWE or was he even Caval in, in NXT? Like I don't I don't even remember. After TNA went under, they signed a bunch of um uh TNA guys, but they never did anything with a lot of them. Like Bobby Roode they did a little bit with. Um Samoa Joe, I think, was in that dire- came from that direction. Uh most notably, um from from what I remember from TNA, Eric E C three, Eric uh and Eric Young both were signed by WWE and then let go without them like like, like they barely did anything. Bro, the best though from TNA was AJ Styles. I love that guy. I think he's so talented, and that's a guy that can talk. Basically, I guess I'm just I just like the talking. They can never wrestle. I just want to hear him talk. Nobody's there in WWE. Like nobody's gonna focus on the in-ring talent. Nobody's watching the the acting. Basically, nobody's like, ooh, that guy. Like the only person I've ever watched in the ring, and I was like, that guy can sell the shit, shit out of a move. Is like. Dolph Ziggler. And like everybody else, I was like, eh, whatever, I don't care. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I like watching Dolph Ziggler get hit by a sweet chin music and doing like two backflips. Yeah, like you remember guys that could like, t- like the stunner, Stone Cold Stunner is most memorable 
when you see them do like the flips and shit off of it. Yeah, like, the, the Rock. The Rock the used rock. to sell that shit like crazy. Yeah, and that, and those are like the best ones. He'd like get up, do like a Ric Flair trot with like three steps, and then just eat <laughs> shit again. Yep. <laughs> and Ric Flair was awesome because he'd get hit by something, he'd take like two steps, and then just <laughs> like, what the fuck was that? Like, I, it's it's it is entertainment. I was laughing. I, I, I don't know why I liked it, but I liked it. <laughs> it was really good. And I said Caval, but maybe a better name was Low Key. I don't know if that helped anybody. Okay, maybe I'm the only guy. But he's a little like, here, I'm going to put a little, eh, eh, that guy? Anybody? No? Maybe not? All right, I don't know what Who cares? Caval. Caval was cool. He was like a high flyer, and I remember in NXT, his mentors were Layla and Michelle McCool. I was like, what kind of shit is this? They gave the good guy the, the two divas. Like uh, I was kind of like, and that was back whenever divas weren't shit on WWE. Like now it's cool, but like Michelle McCool and Layla, you were Layla was there because wasn't she a part of like the ECW movement? Yeah, she was. She was part of like Kelly Kelly's expose, which was like oh. the one thing WWE is definitely missing. But like other than that, like. I, and Michelle McCool was, I mean, whenever she'd do it, her teacher thing, like, that was kind of hot. But, like, that was back when divas were, like, a sex symbol and not actually there for wrestling. That's back when you had, like, bras and panty matches and shit like yeah. that. Yeah. The good old days, you know? People yeah. <laughs> the Trish, days we missed. Stratus, Tori Wilson. Oh, Lita. Oh. Maria. Maria. Ooh, that was scary. I didn't like that. <laughs> no, Best that was the good old times. Dude? I don't know. Today, oh, yeah. Nothing gets me going like the fucking Glamazon. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Remember when Beth Phoenix got... Today, though. What's up? We got some talent. We got some fine female wrestlers today, though. Can Becky we talk Lynch. about how, before we do that, can we talk about how Beth Phoenix eliminated the Great Collie in a Royal Rumble? Oh, boy. <laughs> Strong. Married Edge. <laughs> That's insane. What's up with everybody, like, what's up with, like, the big guy being the sex symbol in the WWE? I remember, when, like, Great Khali had, like, his, his like, I, I don't even remember what. He had to do, like, the Great Khali kiss cam or something stupid like that. The the Punjabi playboy, you know? And then, and then like, uh, what was it? Fucking Viscera? Rest in peace, Viscera. Big Daddy V. He, he used to, like, and, like, King Henry was sexual chocolate. Like, yeah. What is going on? That was a good chant, though. It was. Wasn't was it the Great Khali or was it or was it Mark Henry that was with Mae Young? I think it was Mark Henry. It was Mark Henry. That's gross. Yeah, she gave birth to a hand. Yes. <laughs> like what is that? Like that's the writers we need. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite like storylines of all time was uh Matt Hardy versus MVP, where MVP was like, I can beat him in anything. And they did all these bullshit challenges like pie eating, arm yep. wrestling, like one-on-one basketball. <laughs> like, I remember that. That's what I needed the WWE. I don't want the freaking I don't want the Wyatt family, the fun house and the and the like and the the graveyard or whatever the fuck AJ Styles and Undertaker wrestled at. Like I need some of that. You're insane. You are the only person <laughs> that didn't like the Funhouse match and the Boneyard match. From yeah, I don't week. think the Funhouse was bad. I think the Funhouse is a nice psychological uh, kind of storyline. 
I the the reason I hate the Funhouse thing, like I love the Funhouse as a gimmick, and I love the Fiend, like the the character, the Fiend, and everything about him is so like greatly written, and the mask is perfect. Everything's great about it. But like I I hate that match that like it was John Cena who's supposed to be like the way I see it is that it I mean it's it's kind of bad to like grandfather Cena in but he's supposed to be like literally the WWE and I don't know if they're still doing that but like he's supposed to be the most championships like the greatest all time John Cena's supposed to be that guy and then I don't like that they used him in that angle. Like, I think that's a little weird because then he's just sitting there beating up a toy pig and then all of a sudden he's getting, like, hit with the sister Abigail. And it was just, like, this poor production thing. I mean, it was cool editing, I guess, but, like, it's obviously not, like, whenever I picture John Cena, I don't picture that. Like, I picture, like, a match. They did the best they could for having no fans. And obviously that's not how they planned WrestleMania to go. Well, yeah. you got to think it would be a little different if things went as planned. But... For what they had to deal with, I think it—I don't think it was bad. Uh, Cena's obviously past his prime and is only a part-time wrestler now. Um, oh, yeah. He does a lot of acting stuff. So his impact isn't as good. I think Cena's job is more be- now becoming like pushing the future. And oh, I'm yeah. putting Bray Wyatt over is the way to do that. Everything Bray Wyatt writes seems to, seems to be successful. So. Yeah, I'm glad you said that word, the future. Bray Wyatt is by far the best thing that the WWE has. That guy, every single thing he does is gold. Bray Wyatt is gold. The Fiend is gold. The Firefly, the Firefly Funhouse is gold. All those little puppets, Ramblin' Rabbit, Huskis the Pig Boy, Sister Abigail, all of them, they all slap. It is the best thing WWE's got. So I'm glad they used John Cena because now that really ought to show how serious they're taking Bray Wyatt. John Cena is one of, what, the top ten greatest wrestlers of all time. And the fact that you put him in a match where he's literally not even fighting, he's just putting Bray Wyatt over as the guy now, that ought to send the message to everybody, hey, this Bray Wyatt guy is very talented. Vince apparently loves him. Triple H, whoever's writing this stuff, has to love him. Yeah, gold. Yeah, how can you? I mean, I mean, it, it's hard not to love him. Whenever it, it's crazy to think that it all came out of Husky Harris from NXT. Whenever yeah. you go look back at that NXT class and you see him, you're like, really, this guy? The what was it? The Ar- Army Tank with a Ferrari engine? That was his big saying back in the NXT days. And I'm so glad that did not stick because, oh, my God, they were that that was like I used to watch him and I was like, God, I hope this guy goes. I was like, I hate this dude. And like every everything he's done since has been golden, like even even just Bray Wyatt before the fiend, like before his injury or whatever caused him to be out for so long. Like even Bray Wyatt just with the fireflies and like Eric Rowan and and uh, Luke Harper and everything like that, like the Wyatt family is, is it's written so well and they all look like they're just backyard country like scrungy dudes like it, it makes perfect sense like it, it's it's great and i actually got to see bray wyatt's first actual match in a dark show in like lakeland like i got to see him come out and like the lights went out and then the fireflies came on and everything and he started coming out and i was like what the fuck awesome. is happening like <laughs> 
I had no idea what was going on. I had li- and everybody around me had no idea what was going on. And he came out and like absolutely destroyed some jobber I've never heard of. I was like, who the hell is Bray Wyatt? And I looked it up. I was like, ah, okay. Well, everybody knows now. Right? Yeah, no <laughs> shit. Yeah. No, for real. Just the who's, who's the one, who's a wrestler that like you miss? Who's like a wrestler that like isn't in the WWE because like yeah Jeff Hardy and MVP and people and Edge and people like that are back and they're obviously not in their prime but they're here. Like who's not in the WWE anymore that you miss? Like obviously like RJ is probably going to be somebody who can cut the shit out of a promo but like like Matt who do you miss? Like is there anybody you miss off the top of your head? I mean mine mine honestly my favorite wrestler of all time has to be CM Punk and all he does oh, yeah. cover um he does do WWE backstage for Fox, which is a show, uh, which is, I mean, the closest he's gotten since he left. But, I mean, I miss, I miss the go to sleep. I miss the pipe bombs. You know, he can kill a mic and he can kill it in the ring. The Anaconda and, Vice. Yeah, Anaconda Vice. I just, I don't think we knew what we had until it was gone. And, you know, if I could, if I could bring anyone back, it'd be him. I remember the CM Punk days in ECW where he used to like do that and like used to like like loosen up his wrists and shit. Yeah. And when he was he had the Straight Edge Society with um with Luke Gallows. Yeah, Luke Gallows, uh, Sabrina or something like that. Luke Gallows is that his? That is his current stage name too, isn't it? I believe was so. Brian Anderson whenever they were the the Bullet Club. Is he still Luke yeah. Gallows? Because I know he was originally Festus, which made my day. <laughs> like whenever Jesse and Festus used to come out and just go, it's a gravy. Like that just made my fucking life. <laughs> Ring the bell and he turns into a fucking psychopath. Like <laughs> he's just like, Aah! I was like, oh my Jesus! Like, <laughs> like WWE has had some great writing. <laughs> oh, they they need to get back to that. I miss it. Right? Who do, do you, you guys, miss? Do you guys think we're ever gonna see CM Punk in a ring again? Like in the WWE ring. I mean, he's I, back working for WWE. Yeah, we're on the right track. You know, it's it's yeah. baby steps, right? Yeah. yeah, I don't think anybody ever saw him even coming back and working for him. No, I, yeah. I didn't. Because him, him and Vince were on terrible terms at one. Yeah, point. they hated each other. Like it, it was, it was really bad. Yeah. So because we'll of the pipe bomb, like the pipe bomb, like ruined everything and broke kayfabe and everything. It was like it was awful. But it was like, amazing. Oh, it was it was awesome. It was like the most real moment of WWE then, it's ever when he, had. When he won the title in Chicago and then walked into the stands with it and like left. left. Yeah, it, was, it was legendary. Like Amazing. CM Punk's like he's got he's the guy. He was polarizing too. Like people wanted to see him. People still chant his name. Like people still like sit there in crowds and still go, see yeah, Punk. See it. Like no matter what people did it even when he wasn't working for WWE, just to see if they like and they knew he wasn't coming back. They had just chant his name whenever shit would get boring. <laughs> which is hilarious he's like had that. like a stone cold impact you could right? say he's, like, he's, in, in, for the modern day version yeah he gets everyone in. like i i miss you know it's really weird he never cut a promo or anything just because like he didn't talk but like i miss the boogeyman oh, <laughs> the boogeyman was cool i miss like shoving worms down people's throat and like stupid oh, shit that. like that so do y'all remember that girl Jillian with the big like growth on her face. Wait, yeah, he ate it off. Yeah. Okay. So what? You know, when the boogeyman ate that big growth off of Jillian's face. So yeah. I was—I don't know what year it was, but I was pretty young, 
And so me and my parents went up to our this local Beefo Brady's by our house. And uh, I think we had like some family friends and stuff with us. And I was like, hey, it's Friday night. Can I get SmackDown on the TV? And they put SmackDown on the big TV over here in the corner. And I was like, oh, hell yeah, this is awesome. And then the boogeyman comes out and eats this growth off the side of her face. And the manager comes out and is like, hey, we got to turn this off. We can't have this. In the middle of a restaurant? there There were people at other tables looking like, what the hell is this? What's going on? Like it's Friday, we have nothing else we can put on. Like it was great. (laughs) They're like, there's no baseball, no hockey, no basketball, nothing. Come on. (laughs) Nah, we're watching SmackDown. Hell yeah. I'll never forget that. That is gross. (laughs) It was awesome. That's what I miss as a whole. I miss ECW. Oh my lord. How do you not get like Oh, how do you not get chills from the the announcer? Just be like, "Oh my god!" You know, like I just miss moments like that. Joey Styles. Oh my! And they had like no rules. They just didn't give a shit. They were just like they break into a middle of a Raw or SmackDown show and be like, "We're taking over," and they just go beat everybody in the ring with chairs and shit. Like I will love that. Tommy <laughs> Sabu. Fucking Sandman sit there and make himself bleed before a match started. <laughs> He's like, yeah, chug a beer and pow. I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> it's just hard to keep up with, but I loved it. <laughs> yeah, it was the best. And then oh, right before good. commercial breaks, you'd get freaking three hot chicks to sit there and dance on the stage. Like, I mean, it's great. Extreme expose. Everything was ran by Paul Heyman. Dude, Paul Heyman is the best. He's that revolutionary. He's with the mic, and he doesn't even have to wrestle for me to like love him. He's a pudgy shit. He shouldn't wrestle. Yeah, he's fantastic. I'll put, my, I'll put my face out there right now, Paul Heyman. If you want to wrestle, like real life, let's go. He's like, the rock. awesome. I, I want to wrestle Paul Heyman. I'm very much a Paul Heyman guy. Oh, I'm a Paul guy. He's fantastic. You're, you're one of his clients. My client, Matthew Perry. I like it. Sounds good to me. Guaranteed title shot, just from saying that. He, You're already the 24-7 champ. Look out, Rob Gronkowski. You remember, you remember Alberto Del Rio with uh, Ricardo Rodriguez? <laughs> yes. And Ricardo would always take such a beating. All the yes, time. he'd get his ass beat every time. By, or, oh, no. My favorite was Mr. Kennedy. He used to come out and announce himself. Oh, God. <laughs> I like that. Kennedy. I hail from Green Bay, Wisconsin. <laughs> he would always take... Like, weighing in at 245 pounds. Yep, I gained a couple pounds. <laughs> I, I loved back when they were, like, that's back in, like, the SmackDown and the Raw days whenever, like, they'd have the mo- like the moving pictures before, like, the match preview. Yeah. You know, and they'd have Mr. Kennedy, like, like looking at his microphone. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. It's just, like, the weirdest things. But, like, the, the graphics team was on it. Like, that was when WWE was interesting. Yeah. They Remember, had, oh no, keep going. No, they just had like so many. They had such you know, like an range of characters, and like everybody had like this weird storyline about them. Like, like, oh man, what was the like, like Val Venus? Like, oh, uh, like what was his name? Vito. There was a guy named Vito at the time. Like, yeah, no, the crossdresser. Yes, like, dude, there's such like a weird array of people in the WWE, and it was just like so entertaining because I couldn't. Who was that one big like 
demonic black guy that like wore the overalls or something. What? Like he was I don't remember what his name. Demonic? Yeah, he was kind of he was definitely like, like a, a dark devil guy. worshiper? Yeah. He wore overalls? Fuck. Not, I don't know about overalls, but he wore what like I mean, he was fat. He was fucking big. Viscera. It was it viscera? Probably with the, with the skinny mohawk and he used to come yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's viscera. That's that's big that's big daddy V. That's right, yeah. They he had like a little sexy thing going on too, like where they did like the whole storyline about him being like a sex symbol, and I'm like, no. <laughs> As a man who looks like half of viscera, like this isn't what the ladies want. Like they called him Visagra. <laughs> Ew. Dude, it was terrible. EC- ECW had like the weirdest array of people too, because they had like they had like Kevin Knox, who was like a vampire. <laughs> and Ariel, I think, was his girlfriend's name. And then they had like Snitsky, who like never brushed his teeth. No. Oh. <laughs> who was remember, literally just known for showing his teeth. You remember like Finley and like uh, William Regal? Oh my God. Yes, of course. Finley's still in the company. Boring people. Uh, really, Regal is too. William Regal is the GM of NXT. Is he? Yeah. Oh, wow. Finley's like a talent developer at the WWE level. Remember Hornswoggle? <laughs> oh, yes. yes. He still comes best... every now and then. There's actually a YouTube video. You need to look it up. There's a YouTube video of Hornswoggle, and it's called like, uh, like, it's called like Dick Bag or something like that. And he literally talked about which wrestlers were like assholes and which ones aren't. And it's pure comedy. <laughs> that, sure it's, it's, it's him. Kevin Nash and Balls Mahoney from ECW. Rest in peace. Balls Mahoney. Balls Mahoney was like the the best. If there was somebody you needed to cut a promo, it's Balls Mahoney. <laughs> it doesn't get better. Like, what is a better WWE name than Balls? <laughs> Especially for ECW, like it writes itself. <laughs> they had a. What are some other stupid things that were around? The Punjabi prison match? Oh, That's yeah. like a random thing. I'm just literally just spitballing what comes to my head. Like, the Punjabi prison was like an absolute shit show. You remember uh, Road Dog and Billy Gunn? Yeah. Weren't they the... Oh, God. What was... The, why do I... DX. Huh? They were part of DX, but they had oh, yeah. like their name. Yeah. They, they were New Age Road Warriors? New, New Age Outlaws. New Age Outlaws, yeah. Why did I say the Road Warriors? Oh my god, I'm an idiot. I'm thinking of freaking Animal and Warrior. Is that who I'm thinking of? Uh, uh, the guys, the guys that wore the football pads with the spikes and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Legion of Doom. Legion of Doom. That's a classic. It's a good. What are what were the good stables over the days? Oh man, there were oh, so many oh. stables. Evolution. Uh, you really I, think Evolution was like a top? Evolution oh, was fantastic. Really? I mean. From from a star studded standpoint, it's obviously one of the best. But like the best, like that's insane. They but like guys, you'd like, you'd rather have like Evolution over DX. So DX yeah, cut a better promo. It's probably just because of like we we're younger. But like DX for me is just Triple H and Shawn Michaels. Yeah, I don't yeah. care about X Pac and Road Dogg and those guys. China. Like, that's just, that's the 90s DX, and to me, it just wasn't as good as when they brought it back in, what, 06, 07, something, something like that. Around there, yeah. I was in, like, 
fifth grade going into like middle school and DX came back and it was just the best. I, I remember I remember like Crime Time. Crime Time was fun. They cut a serious promo. Um, crime Time during the Christmas times whenever they were trying to sell all the WWE merchandise. That was hilarious. Um, oh man, there's been so many like stables that like don't even make sense. Like Oh, you know, it was a one that I used to love. Well, my, my all-time favorite is the Hardy Boys just because Jeff Hardy is my favorite wrestler of all time. But, like, the one I used to love watching were uh, Paul London and Brian Kendrick. Yeah. Those two were nuts. Out of the ring. I liked that. Yes. Uh, and they, they came back re- – uh, he came back recently, but uh, John Morrison. Yep. Oh, yeah, I forgot he's back. Yeah, he's, him and The Miz are back, and they used to be a lot of fun to watch. Back in- I, I, if I'm going John Morrison, I have to go Eminem. I have to go him and Mercury because I just recall the the ladder match where Mercury busts his nose, and yeah, it just makes yeah. it's, it's legendary. Yeah, that like I, I don't even know what happened to him after that. Like he busted his nose in the WWE for a little bit and then like disappeared off the face of the map. He does. Um, he's like a trainer. Like I, I don't want to say it's less, less. Yeah, but he has his own. Him and. Him and Brian Kendrick, I know, are both, like, trainers for wrestling. The Brian Kendrick. Yeah. That was a thing for a while, I remember. Yep. Whenever <laughs> stables break up. Ooh, recent stable that I don't think is together anymore because I haven't watched in a hot minute was uh, Enzo and Big Cass. <laughs> yeah, Enzo got they, got, they got fired. Yeah. They both got fired? Yeah. I know Enzo had been let go a while ago, but I knew Big Cass was, like, for a minute, used to be like being pushed to be like this hot shit, but they realized he couldn't talk without they, stuttering. They were cool, but yeah, they did. I, I forgot what they did, but they got they got kicked out, and then uh, Carmella's still around. She was like a side piece of that. Well, she's was dating Big Cass at the time, I think. Yeah, she's she's still around. Yeah, uh, she they, was just in that Money in the Bank match, wasn't she? Yeah, I think so. They they kept Lana and kicked out Rusev, which pisses me off. The like, Bulgarian brute, you were all for it. I was high on, I was high on Rusev. I remember his he years ago he had a um feud with John Cena, which I thought was pretty fantastic. It was like a USA versus but the Russia. USA versus Russia, yeah. But re- most recently they did this thing with Lana Lashley and Rusev, and it's just stupid because I mean Lana, not that it matters, but Lana and Rusev are married in real life. So it just I don't know, it just felt kind of stupid to me, Lana going to Lashley. And it, it took away from Rusev's character to push Lashley, who already has a legacy. So I found it kind of pointless. Well, the problem is with all the social media and everything now, you can't really do those angles with, like, marriages and stuff. Because we know that Lana is married to Rusev. Like, you can't have an angle where she marries Bobby Lashley. Like, no, I can go on her yeah. She didn't marry Bobby Lashley. The world's gonna shit on it. Yeah. Yeah. WWE has to, you know, kind of get off of that. But like, like I, I think people could use still like current marriages as storylines. Like you could use it as like an affair, because yeah. nobody's gonna know if they're having an affair because obviously somebody's not gonna post that shit. Like, uh, like I don't know if are are Nicole are are Nikki Bella and John Cena still a thing? Oh, no. Nikki is Nikki. Nikki's like engaged to a dancer and she's pregnant. With his kid. F. Well, if that was still a thing, that could still be it. Um, you know, I mean, obviously, Becca, Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins, like, this is a prime time to be 
writing a story. Exactly. Whenever, you know, whoever the next person is that's going to fight Seth Rollins, write in there somewhere that, hey, maybe that kid's mine, Seth. What's up? Like, Did you imagine that, if it was somebody, right? like, completely different from Seth Rollins? Like, I don't know, like, Apollo Crews or Hornswoggle? <laughs> <laughs> remember when the, oh, no. Remember when Mr. McMahon's illegitimate song was Hornswoggle? <laughs> this is writing we need <laughs> i don't know who fired those writers but those writers need to come back we do need to get back to that i can write some like messed up stuff vince mcmahon if you're listening like i i can i can put together some stupid shit that like the oh, fans I'd... would want to see oh for sure i'd be a great storyline writer be right? awesome. we got to talk about how amazing shane mcmahon has been though like he he's not in current tv but the past few years he was and you know he he still never fails to impress me who's With, the miz uh shane mcmahon oh wow i don't know where the hell i heard the miz yeah well i used to like the miz too the miz kind of fell off for me but quiet on the set yeah but shane mcmahon is always impressed with his moves no matter the age and I, I, just a few years ago the undertaker at wrestlemania threw him off the top of the cell can we talk about how Shane McMahon almost died in, like, a Kurt Angle match when he threw him through the glass? Like He's almost died a bunch of times. Yeah, Bro. like, Shane McMahon is, like, the most, like, ragdoll person in WWE history. He's taking a beating. Like, if Jeff Hardy won't do it, they make Shane McMahon do it. <laughs> Which is really depressing because, I I mean, I want to see Jeff Hardy more do more stupid shit. The stupidest thing he's done in, like, the last ten years is, like, cocaine. But, like, <laughs> like I, I, maybe it's just me. I don't know. I remember back whenever he was with TNA, they used to have to, like, fake injure him because, like, he couldn't leave the country because he, like, got arrested or something. He was on, like, probation because he got caught with drugs again. And so, like, right before they'd go do, like, their six-month or, like, three-month international tour, they'd be like, oh, no, Jeff Hardy's hurt again. That sucks. (laughs) And then they'd just have him come right back. What are some – are there any, like – Obviously, so, like, Bray Wyatt has, like, The Fiend. Is there any other, like, character, like, branch off that you think, like, just never worked? Or, like, somebody who came back as a different, like, character in general? Because, like, speaking of Jeff Hardy, I thought Willow. I don't know if you guys saw this in TNA. But, like, I thought the whole Willow angle was so fucking dumb. Like, I don't know if it was just me. Or, like, but, like, broken Matt Hardy was perfect. (laughs) It was, like, so... Delete. It was so dumb. Delete. 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 It was like people were chanting that at WWE rings whenever he was still in TNA. Like that yeah. shit's awesome. And then it came to WWE and he flopped it. Like, like the writers at WWE just screwed it all up. But like, like, is there anyone else? Like, because I know a couple of them. I'm thinking of like, uh, like the Doctor of Thugonomics was all always awesome, which is like a, I guess a separate branch of John Cena. Um, like brother Nero, whenever Jeff Hardy was that, um, and the broken Matt Hardy, like, I feel like there's been more, but I just can't think of any, like off the top of my head, like, uh, oh God, like, I I guess different character angles, such as like Jinder Mahal, because I know you, Matt mentioned how much he hates Jinder Mahal, like (laughs) going from three man band to like the WWE champion, (laughs) like, (laughs) Oh, what about Dolph Ziggler? Dude used to be a male cheerleader. Yeah, I guess it could be worse. <laughs> Weren't, um, oh no. Weren't the, the Singh brothers a tag team, which all just started being like Jinder Mahal's bodyguards, and now all of a sudden they're wrestlers? Like, yeah, basically. What the hell is that? 
like <laughs> like some writing has just been so pitiful <laughs> like oh man we need we need some more like the old time stables and people need to focus more on mic skills i'd rather have mess ups in the ring and like people be seriously at risk of being hurt than like <laughs> than <laughs> having like a bad promo cut <laughs> Maybe I know, those weird, promos but... are really important they like, they they need a good mix. Yeah, they do. Like, yeah. I, I don't, I obviously don't want people to like actually get hurt, but like, like, come on, like, because yeah. I've seen, no. I've seen events where like Triple H hit like a pedigree on a table, and I like literally watch like his calf roll up, like that's disgusting. I don't want to see yep. that. Yep. And like, people are tough enough and will actually finish the match. Like, I don't want to see that shit. Like, I just want everybody to be okay. But like, people need to be used correctly. Like. So we're we're roughly at like a to give you guys an idea we're roughly at like a forty minute mark so let's wrap up really quick uh, we'll start with RJ who's one person right now it could be past or present who you think was just absolutely used wrong storyline wise like who had the ability to like be in the upper echelon of WWE superstars and they just used them wrong. Oh, I mean, I, you're probably going to hate me because I'm probably taking yours, but it's Bobby Lashley. Good God, the guy's an athletic freak. Like, I want him to play a middle linebacker for my NFL team. Like, that guy's a freak. Uh, the guy has all the, the skills. I thought he was really good. He's a really good technical wrestler. I thought he was decent with a microphone, too. He wasn't a liability. Um, I I really like Bobby Lashley, and I really think they need to kind of spin him around and they can give him another push because that's the kind of guy that could beat Drew McIntyre or maybe Brock Lesnar if he gets the belt again, because that's the one thing about WWE. Although it is scripted, it has to be believable. And if Brock Lesnar is your champion, don't tell me that this little skinny Seth Rollins is going to come with his ass. That's not going to happen. Give me Bobby Lashley to go out there and fight Brock Lesnar or take down Drew McIntyre or something like that. That's who it needs to be. Now, I'm tired of these little – and like Daniel Bryan with all that. Don't get me started on him. Yeah, but don't don't give me Daniel Bryan versus Brock Lesnar and tell me that Daniel Bryan could come close. I watched Brock Lesnar take down Frank Muir. Like, Frank Muir. Like, <laughs> exactly. I've seen him beat UFC champions. Like, do not give me some bullshit. Like, like that five foot ten, like, 200-pound uh, Daniel Bryan. Like, if you can fight for the cruiserweight, you can't beat Brock Lesnar. I'm sorry. That's right. Um, Matt, anybody that – who, past or present, has been used wrong that, like, really grinds your gears? Well, first I should say that I I personally have such a different view on the whole Brock Lesnar situation just because it is different than the octagon. And, you know, there are a lot of good technical wrestlers that can technically technically out-wrestle – Brock Lesnar, but, but even Brock Lesnar was a college like national champion wrestler. Like, yeah, like the man's had success at every level that he's ever been in, except the NFL. And I mean, like, Kurt Angle won a gold medal and he didn't go undefeated in the WWE. So it's I mean, like, yeah. it's it's different. You know, it's you gotta make it believable, but at the same time, I don't think it needs to always be such a. You know, RJ has such a view of big guys at champion, but Rey Mysterio guy, was a heavyweight champion at a point. Yeah, for like two seconds. He deserved more. He deserved no. more. But, but, he had a decent run. But, but barely had a run. Who did Rey Mysterio beat for the title? He beat no, Kurt, Angle, Kurt Angle and Randy Orton. And those aren't big monster guys. 
Now, if Rey Mysterio would have beat Braun Strowman for the title, that's not believable. It's Kurt Angle and Randy Orton more believable. I think that's believable. But that was my point about Bobby Lashley, is if you're going to put the title on a big guy, a big guy's going to have to beat him. No. I think, I think Rey Mysterio could definitely beat... I mean, I know it's scripted, but I think Rey Mysterio can definitely beat Braun Strowman. He's quicker, and he's way more limber, and can move around a ring way better than Braun Strowman. And Strowman's big, but, you know... It, you know, based on a script, you know, you get him into that six one nine position. Mysterio's going to take care of business. I, I don't mean, think a six one nine, even in a script, would knock out Braun Strowman. He's not You're getting taking, Strowman off taking it too seriously. It's the WWE. It's not UFC. Well, I know it's the WWE, but I mean, even like, even in the WWE angle, like, it's going to have to be like, I know for a fact they're not going to, they're not going to bury Braun Strowman with one six one nine. Like they would. They would have that. They would have to have Ray hit him like fucking four times with that thing. Oh yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying it would take one, but I'm just saying it. Could, it, the difference in quickness and the way they move is going to be all the difference. But if people can kick out of multiple tombstones, like one six one nine is not going to knock out Braun Strowman. No, I agree. <laughs> but uh, my guy, I think should get, uh, deserves a better chance would be Sami Zayn, who I know just had the Intercontinental Belt um, and had to vacate it actually today. And they're going to hold a tournament for that on Friday, but I don't know. I just feel like they did his. They've done his gimmicks all wrong. He's a great. He's great in ring talent. Um, high flying can do pretty much anything in there. Um, but all his gimmicks are bad, and the fans either don't get behind it or he's just not interesting enough to carry a storyline. So first, I would suggest him being a heel because he's had success in the past. I remember NXT as a heel. Um, he had a lot more success. So as a heel, I think he'd have a lot more success, a uh, lot more success than a face. Um, despite him, I think I believe he was a face when he held the title. But make him a heel, and just you know, you gotta find somewhere for him to stick because he's too good of a talent to to not take advantage of. I mean, there's a lot of great talent in says WWE, but I think Sami Zayn's definitely one of the best, and just isn't treated as such. I think my big one was always like Sheamus, and I remember back whenever Sheamus first came, and I thought they were using him really well, and like at first they were pushing him as a heel, but then they flipped him as a face, and it was like I don't want to see face Sheamus, like face Sheamus is weird. I want to see heel Sheamus because he's like he's built like a looks like a douchebag, like just run him as such, but like. one per uh, like I, I feel this way about a lot of people. Like I feel like Baron Corbin was pushed wrong. I feel like him them shaving his head and like and then making him King Corbin. Like I think the King of the Ring is the most like like I don't know hand job award of, in the WWE. Like I think the King of the Ring is like the like it's they're like yeah hey, we want you to have something but like not yeah. what you want. So they're just like yeah King of the Ring here you go. Like, it's the same thing they did with, like, Booker T, and, like, it's just, the King of the Ring is just so pointless nowadays. It's not nearly what it was back then, and even back then, it wasn't hot shit. Like, everybody knows it's Jerry the King Lawler, like, because he's the King of the Ring. Like, he's not, there's nobody else, in my opinion, but, like, Baron Corbin, I thought, was pushed wrong. I thought he'd been really cool as, like, a singles competitor with the long hair and being, like, a one-man wolf pack and, like... Like you could have, you could have wrote like the most badass like motorcyclist dude. You could like be like a remake of the of, of American Badass Undertaker. Like 
not to the same extent by any means, but like it would, it could have definitely still had the like the ability. And then like I think somebody who is like really pushed really strong that shouldn't have been pushed that hard, like I think was probably like Jinder Mahal. That was dumb. Like I don't think Jinder should have ever been a, a WWE champion. Like there there are a couple that like I just saw with the belt, and I'm like, why like why like. I love the implementation of the uh, implementation of this new twenty four seven title because it reminds me of the hardcore days. But like, I don't know why does Rob Gronkowski have it? Like, why are we making like a mockery of the WWE? Like, just like is if if nobody beats Rob Gronkowski for it, is the first person who like tackles Gronkowski in the NFL season the new champion? Like, how does this work? Like, and then is it just that guy until he gets a pick six and gets tackled or, you know, gets an interception and gets tackled? Like, how does the world work? But uh, WWE's got a lot of things going on and it's not what it used to be, but I guess it still has its its highlights. I mean, I don't I don't watch it nearly as as romantically as I used to and religiously. But like, eh, eh, I don't know. Any closing thoughts on the WWE? Ray Wyatt, the man. The man. Other than, he, he's the man behind Becky Lynch. Yeah. Is it? But but fiend Bray Wyatt, please. Both. Fiend. I Both. mean Bray Wyatt, light like Firefly Bray Wyatt was great, yeah. but fiend Both. Wyatt seems even better. Yeah. So I guess Matt, any final words on the WWE? Um, a strong, a strong person does not make you a person with character. Vince McMahon just likes big sweaty men. You can I, you can watch what culture for that. That's hilarious. If the, if you don't understand, I'm sure you guys probably both understand. But like anybody who anybody who watches a WWE episode and doesn't understand that reference, like come on. But uh, until then, I guess that's going to be the end of our WWE episode. Again, digging deep in the barrel for that one. But uh, hey, I mean it's something to talk about. It's still theoretically sports. Um, Feel free to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. Uh, now also on Instagram at GMs for Hire, GMS the number four, and then Hire. Um, we're on all those platforms. We post all the time. We're trying to do, and so far we've been successful of three uploads weekly. Um, trying to get Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday schedule. So we're going to be moving forward with that. Um, and I, other than that, until then, uh, it doesn't matter. What-